Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the Heartland area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for information, resources, tools, and advocacy for all things franchising in the Heartland area and for entrepreneurs who want to learn more about the franchising industry. So, for those of you who are big fans and make a hobby of analyzing the world's most successful entrepreneurs, one of the things you've undoubtedly noticed that they all have in common is they work with coaches and mentors. Today, we have with us one of our region's most sought-after coaches and mentors, Miss Janelle Roker. Thank you, Blake. It is lovely to be here and an honor. I always like working with you. So super excited to see what we uncovered today. Absolutely. I appreciate you being here with us today. And what I particularly appreciate is what you bring to the table that you don't often see in these discussions. You define yourself as a business strategist, first and foremost. Tell me what that means to you. So my real gifts are I elevate. And so what I do with uh, owners and executives and entrepreneurs is I ask you to fly really, really high. And from there, we get a different perspective. And it's not that I know the way forward for you. It's that by taking you higher, I give you an opportunity to see a path you probably didn't see before. And all of a sudden, some things open up and Magic happens. <laughs> Magic happens without you giving the answers? That sounds so hard. It is. It is. <laughs> it's amazing, though. I love it. I love it. So speaking of flying high, I'm just going to jump right into this. One of the items I was very excited about talking about today, when we were prepping for this session, you talked about an exercise you do called Vision at 80. Yes. Tell us about that. Absolutely. I'd love to. So I start off a lot of my clients at this point, and I ask them to think about what they want their life to be like at 80 years of age. And that usually stops everybody in their tracks for just a little bit. <laughs> it stopped me a little bit, I got to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let me, uh, let me just describe the exercise to begin with. So it really is just think about what you want your life to be like at 80. Who do you want to be around you? Where do you want to be living? What do you want to be doing? Uh -huh. uh, what do you want to say you've accomplished? What do you want to say you've done in the past that you're proud of? And that's, that's just to get you started on the whole journey. So hmm. let's talk a little bit about why I pick 80, because that's usually the first question I get is, oh, I bet. Can I, what about 60? Let's not, let's not do 80. Can we just do 60 or 65? Like I can yeah. do that. Well, there is a couple of reasons why I'm pretty particular on this. So first of all, think about all the societal shoulds that you get told during life. So when you're a senior in high school, you should go to college, you should uh -huh. get a job, you should get married, you should own a house, you should have a family, then you should work really hard, and then you should save up money, and then you should retire at 65. You missed two and a half kids and one and a half cats, dogs. Oh, that's true. Yeah, sorry. You should do those <laughs> things too. I hope you've got those done. So anyway, um, Nobody tells you what life should be like at 80. So I give you the freedom to think about that. And so this lets you drop all of the societal shoulds, and it puts the responsibility of thinking about the life you want to create firmly in your grasp. And for some people, they love it. And for some people, that is a really challenging thing to do. I can see how that would be challenging. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's 
and I, and I think I'm paraphrasing from something you've said to me before. It's it's planting that flag way out there and saying, this is what everything's going towards. Yes. So that's a great analogy. And we have talked about this before. It's like putting a flag on the green at a golf course. And then yeah. that gives you something to align all of your shots towards. So another way to think about this, especially if you're a golfer, imagine going to this big open grassy field and there's 18 holes out there somewhere and you're just whacking the ball in random directions, hoping you come across the hole of success or happiness or whatever you want in life. Probably golf might not be as much fun as it is when you know specifically what targets you're aiming towards. So this yeah. is like a par 80 course, right? So you're setting something <laughs> like really far out there course. and you're just aligning your shots and they're not all going to be perfect. You're going to hit a shot and you're going to end up in the rough. And sometimes you're going to hit straight down the fairway, but it gives you something to align all of your decisions towards. And that's one of my gifts too, is once I can get you to see that kind of vision at 80 that you want, then mm -hmm. as opportunities come up, we can evaluate them and we can say, does this get you really kind of towards this goal or is it distracting you? Is it taking you somewhere else? Are you chasing something because society tells you you should do it, but it really doesn't align with what you want? And it's a game changer when you're in a business and can think that way. Yeah. So how do you walk people through the uncertainty of it, right? So, I mean, you're asking folks to do something that can be very uncomfortable. Anytime you're planning important future decisions, it can be uncomfortable. And if it's, a, if it's an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, they got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? We've heard that said 10 ways to Sunday, but it's true. So what do you do to help people walk through that discomfort, in, yeah. on this par 80 course. Right, exactly, yeah. So there's a couple of things. Let's, before we get into exactly how to step into it, let's talk a little bit why it's hard. Um, because that's one of the big things that happens is, is why, do, why only 60? If you argue back to me, can we just start at 60? Why, why is 60 comfortable and 80 is mm -hmm. not? So I like to dig into just a little bit about why 80 gets uncomfortable for people. So a couple of things is, Maybe your parents didn't live to 80. And so this yeah. idea of you living for that long is just a little bit unfathomable. Um, maybe what you picture at 80 is that you're old and somewhat incapacitated. And so mm -hmm. if you view your value to others as being able to physically do things for them and being strong and having lots of energy, then all of a sudden you view yourself as 80 as being invaluable. And that's a big mm. cue to me to dig into some stuff is where do you find value and where do you think people perceive value in you? Because my mom's 86, and I can say that she brings a lot of value to people. Um, and she's 86. She can't do what she did when she was 50 or 60, granted. But she has a lot of purpose in her life. And that's kind of those things is start planning out that purpose and that alignment to where you're going. Because you have to start thinking about if... If you want something at 80, like let's say I want a group of friends that I go to dinner with. Well, you don't just turn 80 and have this group of friends. You need to have <laughs> cultivated that along the way, or I want these hobbies. And so I think one of the things where people struggle with retirement is they don't develop any other interests. And so it's not that they don't want to retire. It's they have no idea what they're going to do with it. So this really helps you play 
for the long term um, in terms of setting this vision of what you want. But going back to your other question about how do you step into it? Good memory, right? by the way. Right? So we're going to go coach back to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the first thing is it is this uncertainty when you let go of what other people think. Because a lot of times we chase goals to have a house like the next door neighbors or have as much money. And so how do you step into something that has meaning to you? So one of the exercises that I will start with people is ask them to, at the end of every day, think about success for them. And when I'm saying success, I mean a favorable outcome, right? So it doesn't have to be anything big. If it's a lovely morning and you walk your dog and it's just so fun to be outside, that can be a favorable outcome. So it's what holds heart and meaning to you as you've gone throughout your day. And here's kind of an example of where this may trip people up if they don't do this. You and I could spend a whole day together. We could have breakfast and then we could go to networking meetings and we could go hiking and we could do all this kind of stuff. At the end of the day, you could look back on it and pick out your favorable outcomes and that would be successful to you and I would pick out mine. They Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't all align. There would probably be things about the day that you really loved that I'm kind of like, eh, whatever, that was okay, (laughs) and vice versa. So then if you took all of your favorable moments and then tried to create another day for us, Mm -hmm. it might not be as wonderful for me because we're living into what you want versus what I want. So you have to connect to what has meaning and purpose and holds value to you. And so that exercises every day, just think about what was a favorable outcome to you. And over time, you're going to start seeing patterns forming. Like, this is really meaningful to me. And that can sometimes be where you develop and saying, you know what? I want a life that lives along these lines. And that's where you can start to set that vision at 80. You're finding your compass by talking about it to yourself every day. Mm -hmm. Finding what has heart and meaning to you every single, because nobody, I can't look at you and say, Blake, this is what you should want at 80, buddy. Like, (laughs) I don't know what holds heart and meaning to you. And you want to look back at your life at 80 and say, I lived a great life. I lived my Mm -hmm. life. And the only way that you can do that is to start to identify what that really is. How hard is it to form that habit? That habit of reflecting every day. I mean, if you're working with, clients who are forming that habit or developing that routine. Have you, have you found that to be a difficult step for people? Not as hard as you might think, because what most people do at the end of the day is go through their to-do list for tomorrow. (laughs) So, so, and what's your point? (laughs) So as you're going through your to-do list for tomorrow, then add on just a little bit and reflect on your day of what were the successes for your day. And the other thing that it does that 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 particular exercise does is all of a sudden you realize how much you actually did get done during that day. And so when you end your day with this long to-do list, it just feels like you're not getting anywhere. But all of a sudden when you reflect back on your day, you're like, wow, I really got a lot done. I got the podcast done with Blake today. I had coffee with somebody else today. I met with a couple clients today. All of a sudden you realize like, wow, I am already doing a lot. And you kind of start to feel a little bit more successful and you start to claim and name your own power. And so instead of feeling like I got to live life for somebody else, you get to start to define it for you. Claim and name your own power. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Speaking of lines that I like, something else that you said before, and I think this is a good time to discuss it. 
The human pinball machine. Mm. Yes. Talk more about that, please. So that kind of goes back to the the golf course and whacking the ball in random directions. And so a lot of times when people don't think long-term about what they want, they only think short-term, they go in all kinds of different directions and it ends up feeling like a pinball machine to them. So I have a lot of really successful clients that start working with me. They have made a lot of money. They, by all rights and purposes, everybody would say they've got it made. And yet they come to me because they want more. And the more is not more money or more success. What they're looking for is more meaning and more purpose to their work. And when I think about what they've chased, they've chased societal goals and it's got them to a great place. But now they're ready to really chase some of these personal goals and this purpose. And so it gets them out of just whacking this ball in random directions and the whole pinball machine effect that goes on. And it's starting to streamline things. So you're being very intentional and very purposeful about the steps that you're taking. Streamlining things. Mm-hmm. Saying no to more things? Say, not saying no to more things. Saying Intentionally saying yes to what you want and letting go of the things that don't align with you. Even though if society is telling you you should do it, (laughs) if it doesn't mean anything to you, I would challenge you to go for it anyway. So no more hard maybes. (laughs) No more hard maybes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There can be. And the other thing about, I think that's hard about this vision at 80 that can come up is people feel like I'm locking, they're locking themselves into something for the rest of their lives. You're setting your vision of 80 today based on all the experiences you've had so far. There are people in your life that you hope are still there at 80, and some of them will be and some of them won't. You're also going to meet some new people along the way and have Mm -hmm. new experiences along the way. So this isn't putting blinders on you and locking you into something. It's just setting that long-term goal. And you have the freedom to change that goal anytime you want. So that can sometimes feel limiting to people. So they feel like if I set this vision at 80, I'm going to have this fear of missing out. I can't chase everything. But I would argue that's that pinball machine effect. You're chasing stuff that doesn't have meaning. So why not make better decisions about what you want to chase? It doesn't mean you don't get to chase anything. Just be more intentional. Yeah. What's the, what's the proverb? The man, the man who chases two rabbits catches none or something like that. You're going to have to look that I, I one should have up. said I that more purposefully that <laughs> and with more conviction because it would have just come. <laughs> yeah, you should have just said it. Yeah. I'm like, not sure about that one. Yeah. Old Chinese proverb, chase right. two rabbits, catch none. Right. Yeah. Something like so, that. Yeah, something like exactly. that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So speaking of um, picking your own road. You've also mentioned choosing one word. Yes. And you had an interesting word. I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. You, I mean, as a way, as a form of example, you had an interesting word for 2020. I'll just stop there and let you explain what this whole thing is. Okay. Yeah. So once you've kind of got a sense for what this vision of 80 is, and again, it can, it doesn't have to be super defined. It can be abstract. Some people do this exercise and they'll bing, 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 list all this stuff out. And some are like, uh, I want to live a fun life. I'm like, I'm okay with that. If fun is the, if it's the objective, then let's figure out how to do that. So once you've set that, then one way to step into each year is, uh, to pick one word, one word that you're going to let not dictate your whole year, but you're going to live intentionally into. And so what you're referring to is 
the year of the pandemic, 2020. So this, this word started coming up kind of in my subconscious and well, obviously then to my conscious, probably October, November of 2019. So well before the pandemic ever hit. Right. And the word was joy. And then the <laughs> pandemic hits and we're in lockdown and business is going crazy and joy is still my word. And it's not that I think having the word joy made my life more joyful. What it did is it made me aware of those joyful moments that already existed, but I didn't necessarily always pay attention to. So as we're in lockdown and as we're at home, there were the things at home that I could take a lot of joy in. So my dog or gardening, there's like, I learned the joy of Zoom. Zoom was something that I had never been on before and had no idea how to do it and a lot of trepidation. Now You just I'm, said joy and Zoom in the same sense. I know, can, it's crazy. Can I just go back there? <laughs> it was a great way to connect when you didn't have any ways to connect. That's true. Like it was, and I'm not saying that I'm not happy to meet with people face to face again. Like I love that, but that was a wonderful tool to be able to keep us in connection with people in when we couldn't do it in other ways before. So there was a lot of ways that joy came into it that I was just much more aware of. And so that's kind of what picking your word for the year does is it makes you aware of some things. And so you can pick anywhere. The, another example is I've been coaching for a number of years now, but actually the first year I did this was before I found coaching and I knew I needed to change things up professionally Mm -hmm. and the word was explore. And so explore gave me permission to look at a lot of different things without having to be certain of the outcome. So I thought about flipping houses for a while. I thought about Uh being a financial advisor or a financial coach. There's a lot of things I explored And none of them aligned with my vision at 80. And so it kept me exploring until I found something that really seemed like the fit. And that's largely how I got here today. So I know I'm going to ask you a question that that isn't, there's no absolute answer to it. But how do people find that word for that next one year period? Oh, it's a little bit tough. Um, So I'll be honest, the way that I first found it, there is a a woman who does this concept. And so her name is Susanna Conway. Um, She puts a a thing up on her website, usually in December, and it maybe goes till the, you know, few days into the next year. She's got kind of like a five-day email course that she sends you an email every day, and it helps you pick your word. So that's one way you can do it. Another way to do it is... Go, go on Google and put in values and you're going to get like lists of like 500 values and you can play with the words until there's one that just kind of pops up with you and you're like, I would like to explore that word this year or this feels like my, my year that I want to live into a little bit more of this. And it can be, it can be absolutely anything. And then what I do with it is I usually write it down in a few different places. So I keep remembering to see it. There will be a post-it note probably on my bathroom mirror that has it. And there'll be a post-it note next to my computer. And it just reminds me to think kind of back on the day or whenever during the the week and say, how is this showing up for me? Where am I seeing Mm -hmm. this more? And just the awareness of that, that you're subconsciously and consciously looking for it, it's all of a sudden going to start to appear in some really pretty amazing ways. Very interesting. Something about that bathroom mirror too, isn't it? 
You know yeah. you're going to be there, right? right? Unless Every you're day, out of town. in the morning, <laughs> in the morning and at night, like that kind of, you know, bookends your yeah. day for you. So you can start out thinking about whatever that word is. You can reflect on it at the end of the day. When did it show up? See what happens. And that's a non-negotiable, right? So that we're, once, once you select that word or that word selects you, you don't change it throughout that next one year period. Is that correct? You try not to, but... You know, in all honesty, in my coaching, there's no absolutes. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, if you if you and I were working together and you decided to do this exercise and you picked a word for the year and you got partially into the year and you're just like, I don't know, I'm not feeling that word anymore. Like, there's no keep forcing you to stick with that word. Right. Like, you can change it up. But I would say dig into it a little bit. Why isn't it the word? And maybe... The day that you picked it, just something was going on and it was really kind of throwing off your mojo that day. And so it just wasn't the right word or, you know, you'd had some conversations or something else was going on. And so you just, you picked it for the wrong reasons. Then it's okay to change it. If it's, if it's challenging for you, then it might still be okay to go with it. Like if it's challenging you in a good way, um, if you're getting a little bit frustrated with it, then we might dig into what's frustrating about it before just abandoning it. But if it's not your word, it's not your word. You can always change it up. Gotcha. Well, we're going to wrap up here. uh, But I want to thank you once more for your time and give you the opportunity because I'm sure there's people that are picking up on some of the stuff you said here. How do people get a hold of you, Janelle Roker? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I could not come up with an interesting name for my company. So it's just my name, Janelle Roker, which is also super helpful because that's all you really need to know. <laughs> so you can look me up. Uh, I've got a website, JanelleRoker.com, J-A-N-E-L-L-E-R-O-K-E-R. Um, there's tons of resources on there. If you liked this idea of jumping into the Vision at 80, there are some e-courses that you can sign up for there. If you just like this concept, my newsletter is free and there's actually a download when you sign up for it that actually takes you through this vision at 80. So you can get a free download for that. The newsletter comes out every other week and it's concepts like this. So everything I do is about helping you change your perspective and maybe you'll end up changing your path. So there's the newsletter, LinkedIn, I'm on there. I will connect with everybody that wants to connect with me. So reach out to me there. I have a YouTube channel that has uh, short coaching concept videos. The, the ideas come from sessions with my clients. But again, it's all about changing up your perspective of things. So Janelle Broker on there. It's new, so subscribe to it because there's lots of funky algorithms out there. So the more subscribers you have, the the easier they make things on YouTube. So Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's too do bad that. you don't make it easy to get a hold of yourself. I know. Isn't that that's just hard. It's so tough to get a hold of me. Well, Janelle Roker, thank you so much for joining us today and imparting us with the wisdom of your business strategy. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Blake. It has been my honor. Well, thank you. And it has been our honor to have you as a viewer today. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide. A Huda Media Production.